What's good, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Trade for Yourself podcast, where my mission here is very simple. I just want to help you learn how to trade for yourself. Please like, please subscribe, please share the episode. I would really, truly appreciate it. Anything discussed in this episode is not financial advice. Please do your own research before investing into any stock. This episode is going to be about the largest company on the stock market. But before we get into that, there's one key question that we have to ask about every company before you invest into it for yourself. Are the best days for this company ahead of them or their best days behind them? Are they growing? Are they innovating? Are they making more money? Are they bringing in more profit? Are they adding more value to shareholders? You have to ask the question, are the best days ahead of them or behind them before making that investment? If the best days for the company are ahead of them, then proceed accordingly and pick your spots. If the best days are behind them, I suggest you invest into another company. So this episode is going to be all about Apple, ticker symbol APPL. Apple has a market cap of about $2.8 trillion, which is the largest market cap on the stock market. We're going to go through their revenue, go through their products, go through what they have moving forward and really answer the question, are the best days for this company ahead of them or behind them? Let's get into it. In Apple's annual report for 2021, Apple reported great numbers. Their net sales were about $365.8 billion, representing a 33% year-over-year growth. To put that in perspective, Apple made at least $1 billion every single day in this year, which is astronomical for a company of this size. Their operating income was $108.9 billion, up 64% year-over-year. When a company is growing this much in a short amount of time span like this, you have to really take this into consideration because from physical year 19 to physical year 20, Apple only grew net sales by 14 billion. In physical year 19 and physical year 20, Apple only grew operating income by 3 billion. So when you're able to grow operating income by 64% and then grow net sales by 33%, that's not anything to sneeze at by any means. Apple reports revenue in five segments. Let's start first with the iPhone. The iPhone was up 39% year over year with $192 billion in sales. Apple reported a 98% customer satisfaction for iPhone. An iPhone makes up about 52% of the company's revenue. Second, you have the Mac. The Mac comes in with about 9.6% of the company's revenue. And the company had reported over the last six quarters, this has been the best growth that Mac has had of all time. Third, you've got iPad, where iPad comes in at about 8.7% of their revenue and 50% of iPad users were new in the last quarter. So that shows that iPad still has enough run room for growth. Fourth, you've got wearables, home, and accessories. So that's your Apple Watch, that's your Apple TV, and all that types of stuff. Wearables, homes, and accessory runs about 10.5% of the company's revenue. 
and 67% of new Apple Watch users in Q4 were new. So that means Apple Watch has plenty of run room as well. And the last, you got services. Services has about 18.7% of their revenue. And this is one key statistic that we need to look into. Apple has about 785 million paid subscribers. That's up 165 million over the last 12 months. So Apple has really made it their business to really try to grow that services revenue to a new height. This company has had outstanding growth over the last 10 years with a $2 trillion market cap increase over the last 10 years and an over 1100% shareholder return since Tim Cook has been CEO since August of 2011. You cannot deny how Apple has been able to perform over the long term. And like I said before, we need to ask ourselves this question, are the best days ahead of this company or the best days behind this company? Before we stop talking about the annual report, I wanna look at who actually owns the shares of Apple. The top three owners, you've got the Vanguard Group, you've got BlackRock, and you've got Berkshire Hathaway slash Warren Buffett, the man himself. Now these top three owners are institutions. Institutions own millions and billions of shares of some of the top companies on the stock market. These three owners own about 20% of the company's shares outstanding, which is great. You really want to see these big institutions holding stocks because that shows that the people with the most money have faith in the stock. We also need to pay attention to how many shares that management owns. So management owns almost 10 million shares of Apple. Tim Cook, which is the CEO of the company, owns about 3.2 million shares. And Art Levinson, who is the chairman of the board of directors, owns about 4.5 million shares. So when you look at that, Tim Cook owns about a third of the board of directors shares and Art Levinson owns about 45% or so nearly 50% of the board of shares. So this is great because these two top people are the top ranking personnel in the company. So we need to see that they have faith in the stock as well because they are the ones that are running the company. At the end of the day, we wanna ask ourselves the question, are the best days ahead of Apple or the best days behind Apple. Looking at the acquisitions that they've made over the last few years will tell us what industries they are trying to tap into and break into. They've been acquiring companies in augmented reality, machine learning, personal health, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, autonomous vehicles, payments, all of those different industries. If you look at the products and the services that Apple has released in the past and the ones that they are rumored to be working on now and releasing in the future, Apple has a track record of acquiring a company and then releasing a product shortly after that. So Apple announced that your phone will soon be able to accept payments through tap to pay. Now this is a big deal because this is going to put Apple in direct competition with Square, who also has a method for 
entrepreneurs and business owners to be able to accept contactless payments. Now, Stripe, which is one of the biggest fintech companies in the world, will be the first payment platform to offer tap to pay on iPhone to their business customers, including Shopify point of sale app this spring. This right here is a big deal because now you've got the biggest company in the world coming into the fintech space. When Apple has already been doing Apple Wallet, they've already released their own credit card through a partnership between Goldman Sachs. So Apple is inserting themselves fully into the fintech space. This shows that Apple still has a leg up and room for growth in their services-based businesses. Apple is also rumored to be releasing Apple Glasses, which is their version of the AR VR headset, which just stands for augmented reality and virtual reality. Now, there have been a lot of big companies that have released technology or have said they will be releasing technology. Microsoft with their HoloLens, Meta, which is still Facebook in my opinion, they've released Oculus and now they're doing MetaQuest, those sorts of things. There's rumors that Google will be releasing things, Snapchat may be releasing things. Look, Apple is one of the best technology companies in the world. Apple is going to make sure that they are going to be implanted into anything and everything that has to do with the metaverse because there's too much money out here to be made. And Apple is not going to sit on the sidelines because Apple has $203 billion in cash. So they can do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. Apple has also been expected to release a self-driving car as soon as 2025. This is going to put Apple into the autonomous vehicles business, which is another great growth engine in terms of technology for the future. When you really dive deep and you really analyze what Apple has been methodically doing over the last five to 10 years in terms of their acquisitions, when you look at the new product lineups, when you look at the new services they're going to be releasing, and you look at the new technology they're trying to get into, Apple is not playing. Apple is a $2.8 trillion company with $203 billion in cash, which gives them the ability to do so many different things. They could buy up as many companies as they wanted to, but Apple is being very, very strategic with what they're doing over the long term. Apple is not just sitting on their hands and resting on their laurels. Yes, they've had a great return over the last 10 years, but they're trying to have an either better return over the next 10 years. All of this great performance and outstanding potential does not come without risk. So I wanna highlight some of the risks that Apple may have to deal with as a company now and in the future. Wall Street measures Apple by their iPhone sales which is fair because the iPhone makes up about 52% of the company's revenue. The next biggest reportable segment is services, which is about 18%. So if iPhone took a big hit, that would really truly hurt their sales. So Apple is going to have to make sure that they keep iPhone sales strong while at the same time giving them time to grow the rest of their businesses so Apple can really truly fill themselves out as a company. I also want to mention the threat of antitrust regulation because Apple did just go through a lawsuit with Epic Games over their app store. I would like for y'all to research that case to really get a grasp and a good understanding of what was going on with that. The company that has the size of Apple 
is going to always get threats from the US government saying that they may become a monopoly in a certain industry. So we just wanna keep that stuff in the back of our minds as we're thinking about investing in the company and things that may come up in the future that we may have to deal with that will affect the stock price. Speaking of stock price, let's take a look at some analyst price targets. Now what I'm showing you here is from E-Trade. E-Trade has a nice tab for all of their companies called Analyst Research. This lets you break down and let you look at what a lot of the researchers believe the average price target for a stock is. So if you look here, the analyst average price target is $193.07, with the high being $215 and the low being $161. We can also look at the different analysts themselves, sift through them and see what their individual price targets are, what their average return is for Apple, what their analyst success rate is for Apple, so we can see if we can actually justify what the price target is. This is something that I like to use for all of the stocks that I trade, all of the stocks that I invest in, to give me a long range look so I can kind of sift out and see what I need to do in terms of trading and in terms of investing. So how would you develop a strategy for getting into Apple stock? For full disclosure, I'm an Apple shareholder, so I'm gonna give you some tips and some things that I do and some things that you might want to implement as well. So first off, I do dollar cost average into Apple, but I do not buy at the 52 week high. I wanna wait for the stock to cool down a little bit. I recently bought some shares around the $173 level, which was about 5% off the high. Apple trades at a premium to the market, so it's going to be very hard for you to get that price undervalued. You may have to be waiting for a long time, but that really depends on your patience and your goal as an investor. I believe that as an investor, you should be in it for the long term and your goal should be accumulating shares, accumulating as many shares as you can over time so you can have that growth over the long term. If you can get Apple 5% off the high, 10%, 15%, maybe even 20 to 30%, that's where you wanna buy if you believe in the company long-term. If the company has a good balance sheet, if the company has strong management, if the company has products and services that you believe in over the long-term, that's when you really want to invest in the company. Also remember, look at the analyst research, okay? See what the analysts are doing because they are paid big bucks to be able to research these companies and study these businesses, interview the CEOs, interview management and peers in the industry to see where this company may be going over history. Okay, and also, one last thing I want you to look at. Let's talk about drawdown. Okay, what is drawdown? Drawdown is simply how much the stock comes down on average from its 52-week high. So let's say on average over the last five to 10 years, Apple draws down 15% from its 52-week high. So what you could do is you could figure out what the stock's 52-week high is, take 15% from that, and that could give you a potential entry point. Now, what I wanna emphasize with this is that you need to do this for the long term. I repeat, please do this for long term positions because if the stock comes lower, 
if you believe in the business, that's an opportunity for you to average down and buy more shares. So whenever the stock goes back on an incline again, you can have a better return and continue to get that compound interest. With all of that being said, taking into account the astronomical run that Apple has had over the last 10 years, I still believe that Apple's best days are ahead of them. With their strong balance sheet, with their strong management, with the innovation of products and services that they have, with the potential products that they are being able to release soon, and the projects that they are working on, I believe that Apple will continue to have a better return than they have had over the last five to 10 years. So as always, thank y'all for listening to this Apple stock analysis episode, okay? Please like, please subscribe, please share. Let me know if you are a Apple shareholder. Let me know if you're trying to find an entry point on Apple. Let me know how you are playing Apple in the market. Are you buying shares? Are you trading leaps? Are you trading over the short term? Are you swing trading? Whatever you're doing in terms of Apple stock, please reach out to me in the comments and let me know what you are doing. As always, don't pay for it. Trade for it. I'll catch y'all on the next one.